we are all the time talking about probably like YouTube and Facebook the most, like these big sort of monsters, but LinkedIn is a real player in the digital marketing agency games. Welcome to the Happy Clients Podcast, brought to you by Dot and Company. Whether you're a virtual assistant, an agency owner, or a client-facing account manager, we all deal with clients. Lucky for you, client management is what we do best. Now, let's dig in, chat cam life, and have some fun along the way. Here's to happy clients. Anthony, welcome to our podcast. Welcome, Anthony. I'm excited to learn a little bit about LinkedIn because you're kind of one of our Mm -hmm. few clients on LinkedIn and you're obviously crushing it in this space. And Mm -hmm. for us, it's kind of new. You know, we know a little bit about it, but I'm excited to hear from the expert. So (laughs) let's kind of get started. Tell us about you, your agency, and what it's like being a LinkedIn specialist. Yeah, so our agency is uh, called Speedwork Social. We are a totally LinkedIn marketing agency, and most of what we do is LinkedIn ads. So we run ad campaigns on LinkedIn. Our clients are mostly in the B2B space, and LinkedIn's been a, a good little niche. You know, over the last several months, over the last year, as um, you know, especially as like COVID's happened and stuff, everyone's mm-hmm. moving online and LinkedIn's just the number one business network out there. So mm-hmm. uh, seen a lot of people jumping on the platform over the last year, especially. And, um, my background's been in the B2B space. So for me, it's, it was kind of, um, a natural niche to get into staying in B2B and, and tech and software. So that's kind of how I ended up in this niche, but LinkedIn's been a good space, not a ton of people doing it. So, um, mm-hmm. we, we love working on LinkedIn. And Anthony, this is a little a little bit off topic, but I do always like to ask how you got to be the agency owner that you are, kind of that entrepreneur story. How did you, I guess, branch off and start doing it on your own? Yeah, good question. Um, so going back, I started my career in software development and originally moved to Austin way back in the day to work for IBM doing software development on like these really big e-commerce sites. I would go out to clients, help them develop their website, get all get all up and going and all that. Um, after a few years here in Austin, I got involved in the startup community. Austin's got a lot of great tech and startup stuff going on here. So spun off from IBM to start my own software development firm. We built mobile apps. So we built a ton of mobile apps all over the all over the place from like B2C to B2B types of apps and seeing that we would help all these companies. Uh, a lot of them were startups and then there were a lot that were you know, mid-sized or big tech companies who would need an app for whatever they were doing. Um, seeing a lot of companies that would build a good app, launch it and have a good marketing plan behind it. And then it would, you know, hit the app store, go viral, get a ton of downloads. We had a lot of clients that were very successful, startups that got funded, startups that got acquired and stuff like that. And then seeing uh, lots of other companies out there who would put just as much time and effort into building their app. And without a good marketing plan, it would just sit in the app store and no one would download it. So seeing kind of the need for having good marketing, these companies spending lots of money on software development and building these apps. And then if you put it out there, it doesn't go anywhere, then you know, you're out of luck. So seeing the need in the marketing space, I sold that agency a number of years ago and knew I kind of wanted to get more in the marketing world because it was fun. I, I think I did marketing for that agency. And then I, we just naturally got pulled into helping our clients with marketing. So that was kind of my segue was we were starting to help all these app companies with their marketing. And I was doing marketing for the agency and I thought it was fun. So <laughs> it was <laughs> here it was we then, are. Yeah. Yeah. I was then setting out to go build a marketing agency and then help more people get, do good marketing. Yeah. Love that. Love that. I just always like to ask that just because 
everybody's story is different and you don't know who's listening. It's like kind of stuck in that corporate, but have sort of the burning whatever inside of them to, to let it out, unleash it. So um, (laughs) it's always, it's always good to hear everybody's story for sure. Yeah. So Anthony, what types of clients are you working with when it comes to LinkedIn ads? Uh, so it's all, it's pretty much all B2B. There's a couple clients that I wouldn't say maybe are B2B, but they, they use LinkedIn's professional targeting or, or for them, their client base is um, some kind of professional audience. Um, so all of our clients are B2B. And then I'd say the, the main two areas are like the, the software and tech bubble. SaaS companies, stuff like that. And then like professional services, whether it's like HR or legal or finance, different professional services out there. So those are the, those are the main two areas. Cool. Cool. And so how does a marketing funnel work on LinkedIn compared to like Facebook ads or, or even YouTube ads? Yeah. Uh, good question. So LinkedIn is so I'll kind of start by saying LinkedIn's a very expensive platform to use. Their their ad costs are a lot higher than most other platforms, such as like Facebook and YouTube. Your CPCs are going to be higher. So therefore your resulting cost per lead, cost per conversion is going to be a lot higher. So the way that the funnels typically work on LinkedIn tends to be a lot more of like the traffic generation and like the lead capture portion of it. Whereas once you've captured the lead on LinkedIn, because it is an expensive channel, you, you use it to find that good traffic. And then once you've mm-hmm. captured that lead, then you can go and nurture them, follow up with them via other means that might be cheaper, such as like email, phone, stuff like that. So LinkedIn tends to be very top of the funnel focused, drive that high quality traffic, capture those leads, and then follow up with them over email and phone. Mm. That's cool to know. And when I think, when I hear it's expensive to advertise on LinkedIn, my brain automatically goes to must find expert. Like there's not <laughs> as much room to play and test. So I think it's really important, you know, to hire the experts in LinkedIn ads because it's such a niche and it, it, it is expensive. So it's better to kind of not waste your marketing dollars. But yeah, that, that's really interesting. Cool. So I guess maybe on that that thought process, that same sort of train of thought, Anthony, what are kind of the top three like awesome things about B2B clients? Uh, so I was, I was thinking about the LinkedIn stuff earlier and what, I, what I've been thinking about recently is like LinkedIn is going to be the least affected channel by like iOS 14 when that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I know people in like the Facebook world are kind of, you know, it's going to be tough once that hits because Facebook is so reliant on tracking your traffic off of Facebook so that they can understand you, what you're into, and then track. Facebook keeps track of like who's adding to cart and then retargeting them. So it's very heavy of like tracking the user off of Facebook. Whereas Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, most of our, what we do is based off of data that's inside of LinkedIn, job titles, company names, company sizes, and stuff like that. So (laughs) the best part about LinkedIn right now is like being a little relieved that it's, you know, not going to be impacted by iOS 14. (laughs) And Everybody I, ask them this question, like after, like what's next after <laughs> iOS, there'll be probably something else, right? Yeah. So <laughs> next year we'll ask you again, Anthony. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Google's also said that within the next year, I think 2022, they're going to do the same thing. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be advertising as a whole, digital advertising as a whole, mm-hmm. eventually in the future, in the not too long future, but you probably have about a year left on Google to, for those. Types <laughs> you of heard products. it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> But other good things about like B2B and LinkedIn, I'd say LinkedIn's a very trusted channel compared to like, you know, Facebook has a yeah. lot of, you know, yeah. had a lot of issues pop up over the last couple of years. And, you know, I'm sure just like 
anyone else, if, when you scroll through your Facebook feed, you kind of look at like, who's posting this article and like, what is it? Do I even want to click on this? Yeah. Like LinkedIn seems to be a much safer channel and like, there's a lot more trust in the platform. The user profiles are more high quality too. You know, it's the business professionals who are on LinkedIn. Um, they've probably filled out some professional data about themselves. And if, if you're targeting them in ads campaigns, they they have filled out that data about them. So, you know, you know, it's not just, it's less likely to be, you know, Facebook has had bot issues where you just have ghosts clicking on ads and stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't really happen in LinkedIn. Um, and LinkedIn just has much higher quality data. And then in the B2B space, getting to work with like bigger companies who have like full service offerings, bigger things that they're selling. It's always fun, like hearing about like when a client closes a sale and it's like, you know, they're selling a giant service or a giant product and it's like a hundred dollar yeah. sale, like seeing those big impacts happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's huge. That is cool. So I guess you guessed it, but what are some of the challenges <laughs> to running ads on LinkedIn for B2B? Yeah. So as I mentioned, LinkedIn is expensive. Yeah. I was like, he's <laughs> going to say it. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, if you start by looking at just, if you just compare like Facebook and LinkedIn, if you have like your two ad accounts and you look at them side by side, LinkedIn CPCs are, you know, maybe like 10 times as much as like Facebook's, but the quality of traffic that you're going to get there, you know, if you look at your full funnel, it's, it's going to drive, you, you use it because you need the targeting capabilities that LinkedIn offers, and it's going to drive you better customers mm-hmm. and those eventual sales that maybe you can't find anywhere else. So LinkedIn ads are expensive. You need to have a bigger budget going in. So I'd say it, not everyone's a good fit for LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. There is kind of that higher bar that you need to be able to, your business need to meet some criteria as far as we usually say for the ROI to make sense, you want your LTV for your customer to be above 15,000. And then you should have an advertising budget of the very minimum 3000 kind of ideal is at least 5,000. So usually bigger budgets to get started on LinkedIn, lower than that, you just won't have enough data to, yeah. you, know, you, might, you might have fluctuations in your performance, stuff like that. Um, okay. Other things I'd say is we don't, re- we don't like rely on the algorithm as much on LinkedIn. So this is kind of like a pro and a con where it kind of makes it simpler, but also Facebook algorithm is, is quite advanced and they can do a good job of honing mm-hmm. in on your target customer. Kind of the nice thing about LinkedIn is we don't often need that where we're just like, we serve this market, this job title, this industry, right. we're going to put ads in front of them. LinkedIn algorithm does a little bit of optimization for, towards that, but the pro and the con is we don't rely on it as much or need to. I was all, cause you know us, we're client centric, but I was thinking like, even when you're kind of describing the people you're working with, the businesses, those kind of big ticket purchases or sales, I'm just a little bit jealous of Emma at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, Emma works with Anthony and, and it kind of would be definitely a fun sort of niche to work in. And I don't know, like next level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Emma's done a great job and has been great to work with. She always stays a step ahead and answers questions before I even have them. (laughs) (laughs) Big plug for Emma there. Yeah. (laughs) So let's kind of talk about that. Like how is your agency structured in terms of kind of how have you built it? So obviously you work with us at Dot & Co, you have a client account manager, but what other elements of your team bring all this together to form Speedwork Social? Yeah, pretty simple. 
account managers, helping with the client organization, the project organization, keeping everything moving. Darren leads up our sales and strategy onboarding. So he helps new, new clients come in, determine if they're a good fit for LinkedIn, determine, you know, kind of put together a high level targeting structure for them. Then we'll start their onboarding process. Emma will lead a lot of that process for the campaign strategy phase. And then we have our campaign managers who will do the actual ad creation um, and the actual campaign management. So kind of three roles, the, the onboarding role, the account manager role, and the campaign manager role. And then our campaign managers, you know, do, do most of the setup, whereas I think it's useful to be able to, you know, have one person create ads, ad copy, ad imagery, landing pages, and kind of keep that all consistent. So that's how we're structured. Nice. And I know you guys do for some clients, and this is kind of off topic, but you do um, not freebies, but you do like lead magnets, right? Is that part of the funnel? We do create lead magnets. Yeah. So a lot of our campaigns are focused on, on using lead magnets to generate leads. Uh, a lead magnet is a little guide or asset of value. That's going to be interesting to somebody gives them a reason to opt in. So a lot of companies, a lot of companies have good content already that we can just repurpose, but then some newer companies or some newer companies or just companies who don't have a good asset to use might need that. So we've started offering that service. Well, awesome. Any other tips and tricks that we could tell our audience about LinkedIn ads? A couple tips I usually give people is just like Facebook, you can go see the ads that any other page is running. So yeah. one of the first things we always do when creating a campaign is who are your top competitors? We'll go look at their pages, see what ads they're running. LinkedIn's kind of hidden the button now, but if you go to any page, any LinkedIn company page, go to the posts tab and then click on the ads button that you'll see pop up. Uh, you can then scope out any ads that any other company page is running. Another thing that we'll do is, well, put the, put the LinkedIn insight tag in your website before iOS 14 hits or before Google hits. Uh, and, and while some of that tracking is still there, the insight tag will tell you the top companies that are on your website most frequently. So cool. you can create audiences based on different pages and analyze this, but it's kind of like a free way to say like, who are the most frequent companies on our website? If they're not current clients, it gives you a reason to reach out to them and be totally. like, Hey, saw you were reading our blog or saw you on our website. Wow. Are you interested in our service? Good tip. Uh, and then number three is LinkedIn campaign manager for ads. You build an audience there just like you do on Facebook and they'll tell you like the audience size and stuff, but it doesn't really give you too much details as far as like, you know, I'm picking job titles and industries, but it doesn't tell you like who are the specific people in here. Mm-hmm. But if you use LinkedIn sales navigator, another tool that LinkedIn has, you can build specific lists and see like the literal people who are in there. So that's always a good um, test filter to do if you're maybe not as sure or just want to scope out like, you know, who's going to be in my audience. Use Sales yeah. Navigator to preview your list and then take that criteria and pop it into ads and go from there. Nice. Love it. That is a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Anthony, I think I'm inspired. I want to get us on yeah. LinkedIn ads. This is really yeah. awesome. I think it's been so insightful and totally. just like a really good inside look into LinkedIn ads. So how can people learn more about you, Speedwork Social, maybe get you and your team's expert help with running LinkedIn ads? So I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on there. I, <laughs> Shocker! I am, <laughs> I'm the only Anthony Blattner, so feel free to add me. And then our website's speedworksocial.com. And my email is anthony at speedworksocial.com. So feel free to shoot me an email. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you and so much. And definitely go over, just go over and check out Anthony because Anthony's the best of the best. Don't forget about little old LinkedIn, right? <laughs> big moves, big moves. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, for coming on our podcast. Thanks for having me. It was fun. <laughs>
So tune in to all of our other episodes, learn all the things about client management for agencies. And until next time, cheers to happy clients.